What's up? This is Bree from Mama Meets World. I would love to have you come and check out an episode of Mama Meets World, a podcast discussing mothers and mother's issues, especially pertaining to black women. Fathers are welcome too. Men are welcome too. Um, anybody who wants to listen is welcome too. Our episodes air every other Thursday on the CSPN. Look forward to having you. Peace out. The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot at the United States Heavyweight. Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, L. Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. L. Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. Great wrestler, but my goodness sakes, it's 50 pounds. Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious How about, the, how about hypnosis? Let's get thrown Psychosis? Psychosis? Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. Hello, and welcome to episode 217 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don Bellarente, and I'm joined by our SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet. Hey. What's going on, friend? Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's, things of that nature. Uh, happy holidays to you as well. I hope you had a very Merry Christmas. Got all the gifts on putting your list. Mm, I didn't, but pretty close, pretty close. Okay, okay. Well, you know, there's Valentine's Days and birthdays and things coming up. And just because, so you can't always get everything. It's true, very true. <laughs> you got big plans for New Year's Eve? I have literally no plans, and I want it to stay that way. All right. I'm going to be at home with my bottle of entree, getting my life. Sounds like uh, hashtag Washed Chronicles. <laughs> Very much. <laughs> and tonight, we're joined by a very special guest. Of course, he is the leader of the Chill Conglomerate. None other than Mo underscore Reese. What's going on, Mo Reese? Hey, thanks for having me. It's been a long time. <laughs> kind of behind the scenes and everything. <laughs> of course, of course. But glad to have you back on. No, no, no doubt. Um, you can follow the WrestleCast on Twitter at WrestleCast. You can follow Miss Didi Jeunet on Twitter at Didi Jeunet. You can follow Maurice on Twitter at Mo underscore Reese. You can follow myself on Twitter at Don Delorente. You can also find the WrestleCast on the CSPN.us. You can also find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. So, no news this week. So, we're going to go right into Monday Night Raw, Christmas Eve edition. So, this was a cool... Um, set of back-to-back nights for me as I got to spend it old school watching wrestling with my mom at her house. Mm-hmm. So her commentary with color was uh was 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 uh was pretty good. So everybody in the raw cast who saw those tweets and retweeted, I appreciate it. Yeah, my mom's a trip when it comes to her wrestling. <laughs> so we get a. The night started with Elias. He plays his tune to welcome us to the show. And basically, he tells us how much Lashley sucks. So we start off the night with Elias versus Lashley in a Miracle on 34th Street fight. <laughs> no 20-minute promo. 
Well, that's tragedy. This going to come. <laughs> so they're making some slight changes already, at least for one week. Elias uses a fire extinguisher on Lashley and knocks Leo through a table of cookies. Elias works over Lashley. He then he gets a bowling ball and he rolls it into his nuts. <laughs> Elias unwraps a cello. He nails Lashley and he gets the win. Elias then spills eggnog all over Leo after the match. <laughs> so, Miss Didi Jeanne, mm-hmm. I, I know you got into the live tweet a little late, but did you get the chance to see this? I did, actually. And um, your analysis would be greatly appreciated here. Um, it was it was entertaining for me. It was it was childish, to be sure. But anytime Elias comes out on top, I'm a big fan of. Um, to set the stage, my nephews are with me, and I had them watching some WWE like the day before. So they're looking at Leo Rush, and they're like, "Oh yeah, it's the guy." And then to see him like manhandled and embarrassed, so it's just like. Mm. Brought a smile to my heart. <laughs> but then, oddly enough, my nephews were rooting for Bobby Lashley. <laughs> the hell? Well, you know, they're probably looking at, you know, skin tone, pro-black. They should do matter. Listen. They, they, they don't know about the nuance. They, they just not yeah. decided they liked the melanin at all. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> this would be the one where you pick wrong, but Okay. I see your thought process. Um, my mom, she walks with Elias. She was damn right. She was she was highly thrilled that Elias uh, got over in this one. Maurice, anything you'd like to add to uh, Elias? Well, let's talk about Lashley. Um, Mister Anwar Starwin was talking about how you know I was making overtures about some of these guys, and he wished that they would meet me in real life. So they could have choice words. And I was just like, hey, we all know Bobby Lashley looks like he's doing hammer cosplay. <laughs> why? Why is why is the focus on his backside? That's, that's the whole thing I'm confused with that. When did he become the almighty? When did that right. happen? My, my main concern is Leo Rush. Like, I saw him last year in the indie, in the indie show and he was wrestling um, Flip. Um, Flip Gordon? The any guy, guy flipped it beyond Cody and them showing Yeah, everything. Flip Gordon. Flip. Yeah, Flip. Flip. So, Flip. And I'm just like, they had a great match. And then he got signed to WWE. I'm thinking, like, you know, okay, he might, you know, NXT cruise away. And he's just his lackey. And I'm like, dude, that's a waste of wrestling talent right there. <laughs> but I guess, you know. Never, never gets you on television Monday nights and everything. But this probably would have been the role for Enzo, but you know, he went and tricked that off. So they they had to find somebody that kind of almost fit the fit the bill. So. Well, Enzo's trying to you know crash you know events and everything, but that's a different story for another time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Next up, we have. The new Raw Tag Team Champions, Chad Gable and Bobby Roode, defending their titles against The Revival. Gable hits the Chaos Theory for a two count. Dawson then tags in. They trade pen attempts. Dash tags in and double teams follow for a two as Bobby Roode makes the save. Bobby Roode takes out Dash, allowing Gable to cradle Dawson for the win. During the replay, Graves says it appears the champions pinned the wrong man. 
So it looks like we're going to have a rematch coming up because the Revival are going to have a clear grievance. So mm-hmm. at least big things are popping for the Revival. They're not losing to the Lucha House Party. So <laughs> that was really annoying me as well. Like those couple of weeks, Lucha House Party rules. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> so things are looking up for the Revival in the new version of Monday Night Raw. Drew McIntyre says that he's going to beat these geeks, and by these geeks he means Finn Balor and Dolph Ziggler, and then he's going to win the Royal Rumble, and he's going to main event for WrestleMania. Now, Ms. Didi Jeanne, mm. how much validity and fact do you put into these statements? Um, listen, not much. But you never know. But It's not my preference. So we have our triple threat match between Finn Balor, Drew McIntyre, and Dolph Ziggler. We get a super kick by Dolph. Balor then hits a double stomp, and he dumps McIntyre to the outside. We get the John Woo to Dolph, and then the double stomp by Finn finishes it off, and Finn Balor is victorious. After the match, Drew McIntyre yells at Dolph Ziggler, but then Dolph catches him off guard with the zigzag. Maurice... Dolph Ziggler seems to stand tall at the end. Finn Balor got the win. And Drew McIntyre was protected. So who do you think has got the best future between Finn and Drew McIntyre? Who do you think would get the universal title first? Oh, um, I'll have to go with Drew. Yeah, it looks like they're setting that up. the The favorite and everything, but Drew McIntyre has really reinvented himself, you know, since coming back to the main roster. And, you know, it's right now, it's like, you know, they focusing on Finn. Finn's getting a lot of wins. And I think it's just going to be a back and forth, like those two, you know, to see who's going to be that person who gets to that next level, the challenge. Whoever's going to be the, the universal champion come probably WrestleMania or something like that. But um, I'll definitely have to go with Drew McIntyre. Vince McMahon, he's dressed up as Santa Claus, and he gives Didi Jonay and what she's wanted all year long in a big old present with a big old bow. He says that the women's tag team titles are coming. I got a grievance about that too. Okay. Why are you why are you mentioning that after you mentioned John Cena returning? <laughs> so both shows. <laughs> Like, you want to talk Barry in the lead. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Oh, so annoying. Uh, uh. On a side note, we'll give a shout out to Russell Bay, Angelina, who was at the MSG show, the holiday show, and she caught John Cena's hat when he threw it in the crowd. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, so congrats to her. So Vince also announces that next week, that Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre will face each other in a steel cage match. If they can have a steel cage match half as good as Aleister Black and Johnny Gargano had on NXT, then this will be a really good Raw main event next week. I watched that too with the nephews. Sickening. Oh my God. (laughs) My nephew was like, I don't understand why he can't just walk out of the door. I was like, oh. Baby, that's not good. That's not a good match. You, know, you got to make it interesting. 
Right. You can't just walk out and say, okay, I won. No, you have to ballot. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Ember Moon. They face off against Mickey James, Dana Brooke, and Alicia Fox. Sasha Banks hits a really mediocre looking meteora. Ember oh. Moon flies in with an eclipse on Alicia Fox. Bailey tags in. We get a backstabber from uh, Sasha Banks. That leads right into the Bailey to Belly. And Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Ember Moon are victorious. Then the Riot Squad, they attack post-match, and they lay out Sasha, Bailey, and Ember. Hasn't been the best month here for Sasha in ring. She hadn't looked the smoothest because that meteor was bad. Real bad. But Sasha Banks and Bailey. So now they're going to be the clear-cut tag team champions because Dee they broke up our other team of Naomi and Asuka. I know. Yeah. Unless they just give Asuka everything and just let it switch real quick. Which I'm not <laughs> mad at. <laughs> like, let her get that title. Let her drop this. Let the man get her title back. Everybody gets what they deserve. Paul Heyman comes out. He sings a special version of Silent Night. Talking about Brock beating Braun. He then introduces himself and reminds us that Brock will defend against Braun at Royal Rumble. Heyman then tells a story about a baby monster who wanted a replica title, but now he wants the real thing. Heyman says that that won't happen at the expense of Brock. All Braun will get is a lump of coal. Braun arrives, no sling, but his arm is still wrapped up. Heyman begs off with holiday wishes while Braun decorates him as Rudolph. Braun tells Heyman to go tell Brock that he'll be 100% at the Rumble and Brock will get these hands. Paul Heyman, still the best in the business. Uh, Didi, did you notice that Braun looked a lot slimmer? No, I don't like that. Oh, okay. Well, maybe when you see him, if he comes back out on Monday or if you like go back on YouTube and watch it, uh-huh. Yeah, it looks like he's been he been working out pretty hard since he hadn't been on TV. Uh, Are you interested, Maurice, in the main event for the Royal Rumble? Braun and um, Brock. Yes, sir. I mean... Don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ever since they put the title back on Brock and I'm just like, What's the purpose? I mean, you pay remotely attention to it. <laughs> if you're not going to put the title on Braun or anything like that. I'm just trying to gauge interest for that particular match. I think people are have so much more interest in the women's division in all forms and fashions right now. Oh, I mean, Becky Lynch. Hello, the man. <laughs> I mean... They, I mean, they, they turned the corner with with their with their um with their story, with their program, and everything. So, you know, the universe is not really being on TV. It's like we really don't care. It's like it's back to what the the um most of 2018 was. We had no universal champion on TV. So, what was the purpose of just us really paying attention to that title? It's like it's not there. Speaking of women's division. 
Ronda Rousey faced off against Natalia for the Raw Women's title. Natalia hits the rolling lariat and then gets two count. Ronda Rousey fights off the sharpshooter and she hits the Piper's Pit, but Natalia counters the armbar and she gets the sharpshooter. Ronda Rousey fights. She rolls out of the sharpshooter. She does get the armbar and Natalia taps immediately. And the champ retains. Natalia's slowing the match down. I'm wondering when Natalia's going to start to doubt herself. So far, basically, all the grappling techniques she's attempted. Oh! Rousey has answered and then some cover. And a kick out by Natalia. Natalia now trying to survive. Cool, like you said before, I mean, it's not about hurting your opponent when your opponent is also one of your best friends in the business. Yeah, so. but I wouldn't classify it as lack of. Oh, look at this. Oh Natalia planning Ronda Rousey. This could be Natalia's opportunity. Certainly not lack of effort, but it's that next level intensity that Rousey's famous for. That she always brings into the big fight. Stepping through, looking for the sharpshooter, perhaps. And Ronda oh! driving Natalia through the ropes. She hit the ropes hard. Fingertip away, back to the center. Of the oh, wait, no, no, no. Rousey's out. Rousey's out. Natty's in trouble. This is it. And now no hesitation. Now the arm bar. Ronda Rousey locking it in. Is Natalia going to tap out? She does. Ronda Rousey retains. Here's your winner, and still the Raw Women's Champion, Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey, uh, again, they look of concern on the face of, of Rowdy Ronda Rousey. She had to do it, though. She had to do that. Ronda was pushed to her limit. We needed to see that snap in Ronda. I'm going to tell you, you couldn't have expected anything less. I mean, what a what a competitor Natalia was tonight, and what a great women's championship match. I think if anything, Rousey should be thankful. Natalia really tested the champion's limits tonight. Tested I think Ronda battle. probably learned a little bit about herself, her ability to put friendships aside. So, Didi, mm-hmm. I wish you were here last week to tell me what you thought about these two going into this match, facing off against each other, with Ronda never being there for the many ass whippings that Natalia caught at the hands of the Riot Squad. Uh-huh. But Natalia always being there to help when Nia Jax and Tamina looked like they were going to mm-hmm. overpower Ronda. Yep. Mm-hmm. What it boils down to is, is Natty is a good friend, Ronda is not. And looking a little sad during the match doesn't automatically make you a good friend because you're not (laughs) you know what I mean and she can't try to be the poor little tink tink and oh I had to put an armbar on my best friend if you were that good of a wrestler you could have managed to find a different way to beat your friend but you're not so over Ronda Rousey matches I mean it was fine she's a special attraction but she has the title so now she's being forced on my eyes, muddy nights, and paper views. Like, nope. <laughs> I, 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 like, I like her fine now. You know, like, I'm not as personally insulted as I used to be that she was around. I still vaguely am that, like, you're giving her a match against the person who trained her. So, technically, your theory is she's better than the person who trained her, like, eight months ago. And I'm like, really? But, sure. I'll go with it. It's just... Silly. Uh, it doesn't do anything for me. I want to get to Becky beating her ass. Yeah. Or, or, you know, like I'd rather just get there. He's Slater. 
He takes on Jinder Mahal. He's got kids. Lots of them. I love the t-shirt and the pants. <laughs> I wonder if he had a good Christmas. I'm sure they all did. All 18 of them had a great time. Yeah, like a rainbow coalition. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jinder Mahal attacks right away, taking early control. Then Santa Claus arrives. He throws out gifts. He Slater makes the comeback, but the Sings run in for the disqualification. Santa hits the ring. And he makes the save. Santa then gores Jinder Mahal, and it's a Christmas miracle as Santa is revealed to be Rhino. He Slater got his wish as he was in the video package asking what he wanted for Christmas, and it was for his best friend rhino to get his job back so looks like rhino may be back did we get to the point where alexis told everybody about her christmas list <laughs> you can go ahead and 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 let everybody in on what uh, alexa list asked for for christmas on her christmas well, list. well alexa let various people in and let have but the main highlight was that she wished for ronda rousey to have better makeup teams because it's a mess. As evidenced by what I said, Jade said, everybody on the hashtag said, even Alexa notices. And even Alexa wants better for Rhonda. And that's why Alexa Bliss is the standout that she is. Because her pettiness runs deep. Mm-hmm. And she's not afraid to express it. That's great. Because <laughs> her makeup is terrible. And then, like, she gets in all those chokeholds and her face turns, like, a pale pink kind of pale. But her face, her body isn't that color. And it's like, where is your melanin? Why do you look like that? So, yeah. I enjoyed it greatly. She, like, wore your makeup It's like, I don't even know how to explain what happens to her face. But it's abnormal. And it's a little disconcerting. Like, you see the red and it's just, like, this certain areas of her eyes. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's it's back there green lighting this. That's what I want to know. It's like, did you do your makeup? Did they do your makeup? Or did you tell them you wanted your makeup that way? Because some of these might be your fault, or they just don't like you. And I would like to know what the answer is. Because <laughs> it's only one of two things. Either you wanted it that way, or they don't like you. What is it? Baron Corbin versus Seth Rollins, because it's main event time. Seth Rollins sets, but Baron Corbin counters the blackout into the deep six for a two count. Baron Corbin then takes Rollins up top, and he follows him up. But Rollins slides out, and then he hits it into Gurry. Rollins avoids a charge. Corbin runs into the post, and Seth Rollins hits the blackout, and Seth Rollins gets the win. And that concludes this week's Monday Night Raw. And Rollins with a suicide dive. Seth Rollins is not playing here tonight. Seth is all fired up since the beginning of this matchup. Look at the focus. It seems like you said, Graves, that something is missing. Something's changed here in Seth Rollins. You can see it directly in his eyes, right on his face. Rollins is with competitors. He can channel his emotions. They're incredibly effective. But if he can't, if Rollins loses his focus, those same emotions can be destructive. Oh, and Corbin. Driving uh, Seth Rollins uh, spine first into the apron. Listen, Corbin's not in charge anymore. He's got to refocus on his uh, 
career as a superstar. Knocking off Rollins could uh, do that for him, but Seth. Seth called an audible, another suicide dive. Well, the reverse is just too powerful. The Rollins with a sling blade. Rollins has not stopped this entire matchup. He's got something to prove. And look at the power of Corbin, but a knee caught him in the side of the face. Corbin eats another boot. Rollins once again looking for something big. Still going. Oh, look at that. Rollins. Falcon arrow. Cover. Is it enough to put Corbin away? And a kick out of two near fall. There is definitely something different about Seth Rollins tonight from bell to bell. I mean, we've had the honor of calling basically all of his matches for the better part of the last two or three years. Something is different. Just the way Rollins is moving. He's just nonstop forward motion. More intense than maybe ever before. You have your former brother questioning your character, your integrity. Somebody who's been a fighting champion for so long here. The, the workhorse of WWE. Somebody wants to put that into question. You're damn right he's going to go Rollins bell looking to burn it down. Uh -huh. Super kick to the midsection. Rollins looking to close the door. Uh-oh. Bellway deep six. This could be it. Corbin with the cover. What a win this would be for Baron Corbin to get back on the right track. And a kick out by Rollins. Oh, look, Corbin looking for end of days. Seth Rollins able to counter. Inside cradle. Rolls him up. Got the legs hooked. Shoulders are down and a near fall for Rollins. Rollins nearly stole that one from Corbin. Oh! Posted him. Rolled him this up is... again. Rollins kick to the face. Corbin's oh, no, done. No, 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 no. Rollins looking to burn it down. Stop! Cover! Rollins with the win. Here's your winner. Miss Didi Jonet, uh -huh. did you make it to the end? Uh, did I make it to? I think I did. Been a rough two weeks here for Baron Corbin. Good, he needs to go away. <laughs> <laughs> so you're over the ball head. Can't. It's, it's, it's I mean, it was great but like, anymore. Being bald was great, but that didn't make him great. You know what I mean? Like you can't conflate the two. Gotcha. It's not the same thing. Having a good makeover doesn't mean I actually want to see you on my screen for 45 minutes every Monday. <laughs> Maurice, did you enjoy this week's Monday Night Raw? What would you give it as a rating? Ooh, out of what? <laughs> we'll go five this week. Oh, uh, three out of five. Okay, okay. Miss Didi Jeanne, your thoughts? Ooh. A four out of five, but two of that two of that is like my nephew's making it even more entertaining. <laughs> like, okay. like the in person commentary was lit, but like, you know. Yeah. Not really a four, but like a four for me for Christmas. I'll give it a three point five right in the middle of you two because it was the same thing on my end. I had great live commentary to go along with it to make it a little bit more entertaining than it probably actually was. Mm -hmm. So it's the commentary that makes it much better. The outside commentary or the hashtags and everything that makes it better to watch the shows. Right. right. So since this is our last show of 2018 officially, if you guys can think of one, just a one or two 
standout moments from Monday Night Raw. So, Miss Didi Jonet, I'll go with you. I'll start with you first. You mean from the whole year? Yes, or? ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Oh, um, wasn't that Raw when Becky Lynch beat up Ronda Rousey? Yeah, it was. It sure was. Highlight of my life. Damn. <laughs> it's great. Maurice, you got something that stands out to you from Monday Night Raw? <laughs> yeah, it definitely had to be Becky taking out the whole women's roster and then getting her, no- getting her nose broken in the process, getting a concussion, and still finishing off the whole attack. And then talking shit on social media after that, too. <laughs> like, how you come on, how you let somebody else come from SmackDown onto your main show and just, just run just run over everybody? Yeah, it was definitely a standout, standout moment. Um, I probably would pick Roman coming out and announcing that, um, you know, he can't wrestle due to his battle with leukemia. That would be one. And there's another one I thought. Oh, um, with the uh, whole Saudi Arabia thing and the crowd like turning against it on that one show. Mm. Oh yes, where they where they just were not feeling anything that had to do with Crown Jewel. And it was like, whoa, this is pretty, it's pretty intense. So yeah, <laughs> let me find out the universe is woke. Oh, <laughs> right. you know what else I like? That one day that Elias like had the whole city against him. <laughs> oh yeah, Seattle. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned so. the super songs, right? Right, mm-hmm. right. So, Still, still sore subject for those residents there. Once you listen to this, if you have some moments that we didn't cover for Raw that you thought were some standout moments for 2018, hit us up on Twitter at or at Don DeLorente, and we'll retweet those and let everybody see your thoughts as well. So at this point in time, I'm going to turn it over to Miss Edidi Jonet for our hashtag Smackdown Matters Report. Yeah. Alright, um, they're in a place. Sacramento. There you go. I was going to say where ain't nobody crying and ain't nobody worried. But yeah, Sacramento. R-Truth and Carmella come out as Santa and his little helper. He says they've been making deliveries and have to make a special stop at SmackDown. On the way back as the reindeers is tired, he names them. Well, he tries to. He ends up naming all the Jacksons instead, you know, like Tito, Marlon. (laughs) Jermaine, Randy, etc., etc. Hopefully, he mentioned Reby too. Uh, Daniel Bryan arrives to play the Grinch. He says he should be with his family, but instead, he's here. He won't accept his farce, but this isn't the real Santa and unbeards the shirt. It's just because he's black. He's here to expose the real Santa. He's the top of cheap material desires, which is eroding the coral reefs and made islands of garbage in the ocean. Mm, I just saw Aquaman. That's half what that's about. Mm. (laughs) It causes the glaciers to melt, the seas to rise, and that will lead to no North Pole and no Sansa. R-Truth calls Daniel Bryan an angry elf. Big facts. And Daniel Bryan calls Truth's whole career a joke. Yikes. Hurtful. Sad. Truth says he's going to win the Royal Rumble at 30, because that's his number, and maybe after he wins, he'll take the title from Daniel Bryan, if he's still champion. Brian says she can't even count to 30, which is rude, but also probably accurate. Um, he tries, and then they do a dance break. Daniel Bryan attacks. He works over Truth's knee, chops blocks, 
chop blocks, locks on the heel hook. He then stomps away at our truth and applies the heel hook again. So mean. Isn't he? Such a Grinch. In, in, environmentally conscious Grinch, though. I, but, but, but listen, that's really what Aquaman was about. So basically, he's just King Orm. It's okay. <laughs> you think he maybe got like a screener and was like, "Oh yeah, yo, that maybe could be my, that could be my that could be my heel persona." Yo, when Captain Planet comes out, he's got his whole shit on lock. <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. Um, all right, next is Mustafa Ali, two weeks on the main roster versus Cian Almas. Almas counters in something into the Tree of Woe and double stomps for a two count. He sets Ali up top and almost counters the Sunset Bomb. He misses the Charging Knee and Mustafa hits the Tornado DDT. And then he hits the impressive imploding 450 splash for the win. This time correctly. <laughs> you mean by not hitting Dane right in the face with his knee? Right. Okay, I'm yeah. Wondering. I'm just wondering because... Last week it was just like, oh, that was not look good at all. Yeah, he almost took out the golden goose. Oh well, doesn't Your thoughts, Miss Didi Janae, about Mustafa Ali being ad- added to your show full time? I'm fine with it. I feel like he's a good person. He's a great wrestler. Besides the accidental knee to the face and things. Maybe King Orm said some things in the back of Mustafa had to let him know shit ain't sweet. I don't know. I don't know what they go through. But yeah, I like him. Okay. He's a Chicago boy. You know, I got family up there. That's nice. It's wonderful. As long as you approve, then he can stay. Oh, yeah, I approve. Maybe like he's another Baron Corbin or nothing. He, he'll, he'll put his work in. And also, it's SmackDown. We know what to do with our people. Blue <laughs> Said what I said. Actually, they ain't doing all that great by seeing Almas. But other than that, oh, Angel. Eh, but still. 20 out of 22 ain't bad. Any hoodle. Uh, Samoa Joe has a promo on Jeff ahead of their match tonight. Brings up his real life demons and claims that he's just no addiction. But he'll take care of that tonight. Then the New Day arrives to do commentary on the tag match. They have a special commentary table as well as Christmas pancakes. Now, hold on, hold on. Hold yes. On. Unfortunately, yes. as the like leader of the glow, yes, and the Big E fan committee, yes, he was doing too much, and I can't believe you missed it. I did. This man um, was coming out here, baby oiling himself. Oh, <laughs> my mother almost had a fit. Uh-huh. What in the world? Just look at them acting silly. Yes. They, they don't need to be doing all that. They, 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 they don't need to be doing all that. They don't need to do that to whip nobody. Those were in Big here, afraid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He nasty. He so, real nasty. So, unfortunately, Didi Janae, you, that was your Christmas present from Biggie. Mm, that might have been for the best. He had the nephews around. You <laughs> keep they keep them as innocent as they can. <laughs> okay. I don't even see him them thrusting with some baby oil on. That's too much. <laughs> like, oh no! <laughs> I, I would have liked to have seen it, but you know, gotta take the good with the bad. Okay, the tag match is the Usos, Gallows and Anderson versus The Bar and Sanity. Um, not Eric, the other two. 
So it breaks down. The bar has a double team white noise on Gallows, but the Usos make the save. There's some super kicks by the Usos and the Good Brothers hit the magic killer on Cesaro for the win. How did we feel? Did we like it? One time for the Good Brothers. It's good to see them get some some wins here. It was a super kick party. Shout out to the Young Bucks in the middle of this match. So, nice. And uh, Killian Dane, one day he's going to be a super duper star once he breaks away from Sanity. If he can talk at all, he's going to be really good. Hmm, something to look forward to. Uh, next, Mustafa Ali walks and gets congrats from the 205 Live guys. Sheltsy arrives. And he's not impressed. Then Daniel Bryan attacks and beats the shit out of Mustafa Ali. So Captain Planet would not approve. Do you think like Daniel, I mean, uh, um, Shelton mm-hmm. Benjamin was like the, the setup man? Yes. Because, you know, every bad guy has a henchman. So he would be like Black Manta. Yeah, it all works. It's all an Aquaman allegory. It's great. Convinced he has a screener. Listen, if you've seen Aquaman, it all fits together. Mm. Anywho, though, Miz welcomes us to the show and brings out Shane. Miz welcomes him and asks him about the changes to SmackDown. Shane says they're listening and they're making changes that the fans want. Uh, Miz prays to Shane, kisses some ass, and asks him if they can form the best tag team in the world. He says he proved himself last week and says, can I have it? Shane says, yes, you were successful. Miz says that the reason he wants to tag with Shane is because it's about his dad. What? He's been in WWE 10 years and has a ton of accomplishments, but his dad has never told him. He's proud of him. You men, your parental issues. (laughs) He said he does everything for his dad and wonders if it will ever be enough. Miz's dad thought Shane was impressive when he won the best in the world tournament. No, he didn't. Miz says his dad would be proud of he and Shane if he and Shane actually tagged. And that is why Miz has done all of this. Um, I don't mean to call Miz a liar, but he's lying. Miz says he's sorry he brought Shane into this and pulls the fans about it. The fans want it. Shane says he understands. Better not screw me over. And then agrees to team with the Miz. Because if anybody understands daddy issues it's Shane O'Mac yeah he could definitely appeal to his his my daddy never told me I was good enough side mm-hmm. daddy didn't love me remember that from Austin Powers <laughs> it's all movies I see I see the through line in it all um next Jeff Hardy versus Samoa Joe things be happening Jeff heads up top Joe rolls to the floor Jeff follows Joe and hits the apron clothesline Jeff follows with repeated knee strikes on the outside. The ref calls it off. Jeff tosses Joe over the announce table, but Joe locks on the Kokino clutch and chokes him out. Hardy has sworn that he is, quote, never going back there, not going to allow Samoa Joe to take him to that point mentally. But again, it's Samoa Joe who can push you mentally and physically. But nobody will ever question the ability of Samoa Joe inside that ring, the, the dominance this man is capable of. Joe using all the pressure, his near 300-pound frame, twisting at the neck of Jeff Hardy. He's trying to fight his way back into this one. Attempting to delete Samoa Joe here tonight on SmackDown Live. Creates a little bit of separation. Samoa Joe. Oh, 
Oh, drop by Jeff Hardy. Hardy beat Joe to the punch. Oh, inverted atomic drop. Uh oh. Oh, right to the midsection. And the low drop kick. Great sequence by Hardy. Cover. Samoa Joe escapes. Hardy, the daredevil, looking to take out Joe. Oh, launches himself at Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe certainly looks battered at this point. Jeff Hardy's wondering what is it going to take to keep Joe down. And, and Hardy's got to be this. Hardy's got to be careful here. He's got to be careful. He doesn't get disqualified. Yeah, I think Hardy might have lost it. And the Jeff Hardy's losing his mind right now. And the officials trying to separate these two. Jeff Hardy's not stopping, and he's calling for the bell. The match is over. I don't think Jeff particularly even cared. So wrapped up in the emotion. I, I think it's understandable, Corey. I mean, we're seeing how much Joe's got. Jeff yes, Hardy, sir. Jeff us Hardy out of the telling way. us to get out of the way. Oh, oh, oh my God. Someone Joe sent him on a desk. Jeff Hardy has had about enough of Samoa Joe. But, oh, wait a minute. Oh, my God. It's Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe's oh, no, got no, a no, hold no, of no. Hardy. The Coquina clutch is in. Oh, my God. Jeff Hardy's had his demons, but right now it's Samoa Joe who is possessed. If you come at Samoa Joe, you best not miss. Yeah. Samoa Joe is like that guy who be fighting because he just want to fight. <laughs> like, I, like, I just want to hurt people. This seemed like a great way to do it. He's got to get the title this year. I hope so. They should not waste his talents and his anger on shenanigans. This is so true. Uh, yeah. Next week, there's going to be a new day, New Year's celebration. As John Cena's returning, I still don't understand why he gets to do both. You need to pick Raw. You need to pick Raw. I don't want you on my team. <laughs> you just need to pick Raw. Go on, go on over there with your three hours. Go on over there with your three hours. Tell them all about your Bumblebee movie and whatever else you're doing with your life. Stay on over there. Nikki ain't working, so you don't need to go stalk her over here. Go back over there. I'm serious. I don't want him on my team. Anyway, so the Usos walk and talk. Jimmy is left alone. Oh. Mm. Oh, yeah. Shenanigans. Talk I saw this. Talk I about saw it. this. Jimmy's left alone. And Mandy Rose pops up out of nowhere. She's like, ooh, look at that. We're under the mistletoe. And he's like, last. And then he's like, no, bitch, I want you. And throws a shoe at her. And Jimmy's like, girl, you don't got to do all that. Ain't nobody think about that beach blonde bimbo. And she's like, I'm going to snatch your bald. I don't think you're aware of this. I just want to let you know. And he's like, don't worry about all that. We under the mistletoe now. Let's let's give a little kissy kiss. And they made it nice. But um, the way she came in on screen and threw that shoe... I'm trying. I'm trying to tell you. At some point, the line of joking and and work and shoot has been blurred a little bit because I think she put a little extra sauce on that shoe oh, toss. Yeah, that was that was some. 
That was some black girl magic right there. Like it was about to hook. You know what's it called? You know, and okay, movie reference. You know, in salt, not salt. Whatever that movie was where they had to bend a bullet, the one with um Angelina Jolie and the other guy where they had to bend the bullet around somebody. She tried to bend the shoe around the corner to get the Mandy Rose, like, and it almost worked too. She um yeah, I don't think I, according to some things that I've heard. They don't have the best relationship on the roster. Mm. So, I'm sure of that. <laughs> I, could, I could see how that would happen. <laughs> so it could, you know, a little bit of personal here and there makes for an extra spicy program. And I think hopefully, that's what we're seeing from Naomi. Hopefully she hit her with the good Dakota. I just don't like you. <laughs> Never gets old. Anyway. Uh, Shinsuke versus Rusev. There's a Kinshasa to the back of the head for two. Nakamura sets for another Kinshasa, but it's countered. Rusev nails Nakamura with the lariat. There's a Mashka kick. And why did they not say suck it, Nak America? <laughs> it's a Rusev day one in America once again. We have a new champion. <laughs> uh, Shinsuke Nakamura may be known for his effective striking ability, but you will not power. With the Bulgarian Brute. You're absolutely right, Byron. That's what the Bulgarian Brute's going to have to rely on. Rusev's going to need to stick to the power game. Yeah! And Rusev again. Belly to back suplex. More power. Laid it on. Here's the cover and a kick out. You notice how Rusev does not allow for any separation here. Keeping his eyes on Shinsuke Nakamura the entire time. Well, frankly, Rusev does need to do that, Byron. To your point, those are dubious tactics, so under those underhanded tactics of Shinsuke Nakamura can literally come out of nowhere. Blindside and look for opponents. Lively crowd here on Christmas night. Oh, it's for the corner, back of the neck. Oh, Shinsuke. Oh. Hoists up Rusev. Great strength by Nakamura clutching his arm. Oh! Knee right to the midsection. To retain the United States title. Hook to the inside leg. Kick out. Looking for another cover. Both legs kick out. And now again trying to hoist up Nakamura. Oh! Lit up with a series of strikes. Oh! Knee to the reps. What a kick! Down goes Nakamura to win the United States title! Oh, Kick out. And that was close. The WWE Universe is right. This is awesome. What a Christmas present from SmackDown Live. Here it comes. Shinsuke's got it lined up. This could be all she wrote for the Bulgarian. Rusev Stagger back to his feet. Keith, no! Went for another Machka kick. Instead, it's Nakamura. Uh oh. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, oh, Inside out. Down goes the champion. What a response for Rusev. Rusev is calling for it. Machka kick. Cover. Cover.
Is somebody excited? <laughs> I just like making you read. <laughs> Sneaking in some things and making you read them. <laughs> it's the funk that is like all caps. It's like, <laughs> suck it, Uncle Merrick. <laughs> oh, I cackle. Um, Rusev deserves. I'm happy about it. How do you feel? Oh, yeah. It's been brewing ever since him and Aiden were doing the thing and they didn't get the tag team titles. Yeah, they deserved as well. And actually, Nakamura deserves more too, but... It was like dueling chants for a minute. It was like they were chanting Nakamura and they were chanting Rusev. So, even though Nakamura's a heel, they still love him. The fans still love him. Yeah, Nakamura ain't a heel. Nakamura just does what he want to do. This was a good match too. It was. And also... Also, with the with the era of SmackDown, it was Rusev's actual birthday, so you know. That's amazing. Okay, next uh, for the last moment of the night, AJ meets with Vince, and Vince asks him his name. AJ introduces himself, but Vince says why he asks why he isn't competing. Vince wants to see the real AJ Styles and accuses him of becoming complacent. Vince fires him up and says if AJ can channel that, he can run wild on the locker room. First of all, he's on John Cena protocol. He ain't lost in eight months. What, what else do you need? Oh, plus he, 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 he introduced himself as the face that runs the place, which we all know is wrong. You know, the face that runs the place from... Becky Lynch, who has an actual loan to run the place for me, is really how that works. That's how that works. Because now, if Becky want to say, I'm the face that runs the place, I'm going to be like, you got it. You ain't wrong. You ain't wrong right now. But AJ? Anyway, Vince says that he wants to see the animal unleashed within AJ, and he slaps him. And because as much as I don't particularly care for AJ Styles, he ain't no bitch. So he lays out Vincent and the agents and the refs have to make the save. I want to know why. Uh, I want to ask you your name. What, what, what's your name? My, my name? What's your name? I want to know. Who are you? AJ Styles. The phenomenal one. Two-time WWE champ. SmackDown Live. The house that AJ Styles built. I was thinking about that. Um, if this is the house AJ Styles built, why aren't you competing in your own house tonight? Why is Daniel Bryan competing in your house tonight? Why is he raising a holy hell and you're back here walking up and down the hallway? I don't quite get that. See... He's the new Daniel Bryan. I want to know who the real AJ Styles is. Because, whether you like it or not, we're a lot alike. You've got a black hole in your heart. And I know it. But there's an animal in there. That animal is begging to get out. That animal. That animal is eating you alive. You want it to come out. I want to see it. I want to see that animal. Oh, yeah. I want to see it, AJ. I'm going to see it. And I'm going to see it. Huh? I'm going to see it. AJ, what are you doing? AJ, back up. Stop. AJ, what are you doing? AJ, come on. AJ, 
Come on, go. Back up. Go. Please, hey. Come on. Hey, come on. 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 Come <laughs> and that is how you smack down for the weekend dude your last smackdown of the year uh, now what would be your rating for this particular smackdown miss dd jenny i didn't see it all but i'm gonna be judicious and just say three okay okay maurice yeah. same scale five out of five i'll give this a four all because of the main event and naomi trying to take Manny Rose's head off. <laughs> and also I like the open I like the open um segment with um Daniel Ryan and um R Truth or Truthy Claws. So I give it a four based off of those three. All right. Yeah, I do the same thing, man. Strong four, four and a half. The main event was really, really, really good. Samoa Joe and uh, Jeff Hardy shot a nice angle. That tag team match was really exciting as well. So another strong effort from SmackDown. So have to give them their props each and every week because they always deliver. You know where you can also deliver, and that's by supporting our sponsors over at CSPN.us. I know everybody's got all this holiday money, gift cards, and things that are just burning their pockets. So head over to CSPN.us. Click on Keep Our Podcast Free tab at the top of the page. Select one of our sponsors. Do your shopping as you normally would. Some of your purchase will come back to us and it'll help keep the podcast free each and every week right here on the CSPN. Oh, before I move off from SmackDown, Miss Dijonet, do you have a uh-huh. SmackDown um, happening of the year for the whole year? A moment or two? Mm. I can't recall any. I feel like there must have been something in relation to. What happened the day after Becky Lynch invaded? <laughs> Other than that, I don't know that there's anything that stands out immediately to my mind the way that Becky's invasion of Raw did. Okay. And Maurice, you got anything? Wasn't the um the Becky and Charlotte match on SmackDown for the title that she won the title on? No, she won the. T- no, she made the turn at SummerSlam. So yeah, it might have been on SmackDown. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um. They, they had they had the match for the title and everything. That was a pretty good match. Um. And it was probably a bunch of other stuff that happened, but right now it's not coming to my head as to what went on SmackDown. But been pretty much tuning to SmackDown. You know, for most of you know the year and everything. So. Could be a, one of, a lot of things. Uh, mine would be uh, Samoa Joe fucking with AJ Styles and <laughs> his family. Showing oh up. yeah, I forgot all about that. <laughs> Talking about save me a plate at the cookout and all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be my standout moment from SmackDown this year. So, again, if there are some standout moments from SmackDown that have you know on your mind please share them with the wrestlecast on twitter so we're moving to nxt and we're going to start off hot as we're going to have the number one contenders match in the women's division we have bianca belair versus eo shirai versus ac lacey evans versus mia yim lacey evans throws eo outside 
and Mia hits Lacey with a series of kicks. Lacey ducks a kick, and then she hits the women's right. Io breaks up the pin just in the nick of time. We get a right hand and a body slam by Io. Io climbs and delivers the moonsault, but Bianca uses her hair to whip Io and interrupt the pin. We get the alley-oop bomb by Bianca, which drops Io onto Mia on the outside. Bianca then hoists Lacey up and hits the KOD, and Bianca Belair gets the win, and she is going on to NXT TakeOver Phoenix to face Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's title. So she's still undefeated, and she's going for the title. The icon, oh. yes. I'm tired. Oh, so, so, so happy. Y'all know how I feel about Binky. Y'all know I think <laughs> she is is like the future of all the futures of everybody. There's nothing she can't do. So, uh, I just I just want I wish I could be beside Didi Jonet if she wins this title from Shayna Baszler. <laughs> I'm going to be so obnoxious. Now, do you think that they are priming her to be the top of NXT with the women's division? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because the they can't get to this four horsewomen thing or this big three-way tag team match with Dakota Kai, Io Shirai, and Kari Sane. If they keep um, having Shayna have the title, she's got to drop the title so she can get into that mix. Right. So this may be the point where they give it to Bianca. It would be awesome if they did. Uh, uh, like I said, I just like to be wherever DD was when this match takes place and she won. Just so I know those comments would just be off the chart. Next up, Jackson Riker with the Forgotten Sons versus Mitch Taravana. Riker hits the hot shot on the top rope, followed by a double axe handle. We get the rebound powerbomb, and Jackson Riker gets the win. The Velveteen Dream, he has a vignette. He says he has all this talent, and he is this good at just age 23. The video is focused on how he's constantly stealing the show, and it included the praise he's gotten from all the legends within the WWE. Backstage, Tomasa Ciampa says he always delivers on a promise. Last week proved that Johnny Gargano had been listening to his gospel each week, and he followed his lead. It led to Gargano pinning Aleister Black. In Ciampa's mind, Johnny should get an opportunity, maybe an opportunity at the North American title, since the NXT title match at TakeOver is already busy. TakeOver could end with Ciampa as NXT champion and Gargano as North American champion. The possibilities are endless. Tommaso Ciampa is just on another level when it comes to the Hill life. <laughs> People just need to, they could learn from that man. There's so much they could learn from that man. Yeah, I mean, from social media to promos, to this in-ring ability and just telling the story he just every time he has a match I'm just like do not talk to me I'm <laughs> watching a legend right here yeah, he doesn't even use like the normal uh, avenues for his promos like he rarely does like in-ring promos anymore every once in a while 
he'll do like an in-ring promo, but most of the time he's doing his kind of like self-made promo where he's just talking into the camera by himself. So pretty cool stuff. I love how he adds people on Twitter. He doesn't put the the, the at symbol. He just puts the word at and then puts that name. <laughs> <laughs> That's genius right there. Main event time. The Undisputed Era are defending the NXT Tag Team Championships against Heavy Machinery. Roddy suplexes, uh, superplexes excuse me, Otis for a two count. Otis fails at fighting off the champs who sandwich him with a high kick and a forearm. That only gets a two count though. Roddy keeps uh, Trevor, Trevor Knight at bay with a drop kick. We get a total elimination and Undisputed Era get the win. So they retain their titles. Really good main event. Basically the last match for Heavy Machinery. They got their tag team match against Undisputed Era. They get the L and they'll be moving up to the main roster at some point. Probably during the Royal Rumble or around the Royal Rumble. I doubt they'll interject anybody in the next coming weeks. But you never know because we are in the midst of a new Monday Night Raw and a new, you know, regime change and shake up for all the shows. So Miss Didi Jone, I didn't get a chance to talk to you about this last week. Mm. How do you feel about being the authority? How do you feel about the new promised changes and new approach that they are taking to Uh-oh. Raw and unfortunately SmackDown as well? Last. <laughs> you can't tell me that we're gonna have new changes and then you tell me that John Cena's gonna be on Raw and SmackDown. Like it's the same thing. It's what it always was. Brock Lesnar still is only going to show up quarterly. You know, we're going to get Paul Heyman monthly to make it right in our spirits. You're going to give the titles to somebody I don't like. You're still going to have a three-hour Raw. Uh, what else is going to be the same? Well, they have done good with cutting it down. You, it's going off at 11 o'clock. That, listen, <laughs> that, that was predicated upon USA. That wasn't anything they just said. We're trying to give you this overages. So you know what I'm saying? was like, overages for what? For <laughs> who? To do what with? And your show is how many hours? Three? And you're going over why? No good reason? Okay, well, that's over. We've had a it's good two decades of it. I was, y'all can run for three. <laughs> Listen, there's nothing going on on Raw that it needs to be three hours and five minutes. Come on. Honestly. But yeah. Is there anything that you'd like to see changed in 2019, Maurice, that would be within reason that, that the company could actually do that you'd like to see? Um, no, honestly, you have a lot of great talent on the roster, and it would just be nice just to see them do something with them. Like, Apollo Crews shouldn't be at the at the point where at the place where he's at on the roster, if you got Bobby Lashley up there flexing abs and doing whatever he's doing, he should be running rough shed over the competition as well. But those glass ceilings for black wrestlers in WWE, I've said that quite often. And it was just I mean, you have superstars who's, you know, just give them a chance, you know. Do something. Pretty get a TV title or something like that. I don't know. It's just, just so depressing. Just you see the same people in and out, and it's like you no know, certain people are all good at what they do, but you have other people who's back there who can wrestle as well too. 
So, you know, that whole give her chance and this shit they did for the for the women, you know, well, we don't go ahead about that. That that worked for them. Um, just, you know, more superstars who who's basically in the background, just give them a push to the front. And that's how I see it. All right. Miss Didi Jone, you got your tag team women's title. So anything else that you'd like to see in 2019? Um, less John Cena. No John Cena. You know. Um Well, we'll see him in this couple of weeks because he got a movie shooting that he started in January, so Well then why don't you just stay gone? Oh my god. <laughs> no Bellas. Um who else don't I wanna see? I want to see Ronda drop that title because she's she's old news. I'm over it, you know. Becky's more important and more impressive and more influential and better at commentary and better at shit talking, which is embarrassing, but that's none of my business. Um, what else do I want to see? I want to see Naomi and Oscar with the tag titles. If I can get that, then I'll be happy. All right, so. That's our hopes and dreams for 2019. So, Miss Didi Jeanne, I'll turn it over to you for your final shout-outs of 2018. Oh, okay. Uh, Shout-out to my nephews, because they've been with me for the week. And they're adorable little children. We watched the 40-man Royal Rumble. We did. So that was interesting. And then we watched NXT. That was lit. Trying to get them into more people. Trying to let them know, no, sweetheart, Ronda Rousey's not supposed to be your favorite female wrestler. Let's work on that. Then he's like, oh, oh, I really like um, Natasha. Who's Natasha, baby? You know, the, the black girl. Naomi? Yeah, Naomi. Yeah, I'm going to need for you to know her name. So we're working on it. But shout out to them. Uh, shout out to my brother. His birthday is the same day that this will be uploaded. Uh, shout out to the ladies of Glow, Jade. Shout out to FNA because she got a video of Finn Balor. And um, his crotch is all up in that camera. Yes, God. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to Don. Shout out to Sam Greg. Of course, Mo and the chairman and Mel, because Mel always gets shout outs. And I think that's it. All right. Mo underscore Reese. Shout outs and thank you, sir. Uh, thank you, um, Don and Dee for having me on. Um, shout out to everyone who be in these hashtags. Um, shout out to the people who try to hijack the hashtags and try to, try to swerve to different little things that we do on Twitter. I'll be seeing it, I'll be like, no, get out of here with that bullshit. <laughs> um, shout out to Giggles. I told her I was going to be on here tonight, and she said she's going to tune in and check this out. Um, and shout out to, you know, days off of work. And, okay. <laughs> and not coming back until after New Year. <laughs> I'll see you in 2019. Okay. <laughs> Big fucking facts. Big facts. <laughs> All right. I'd like to just thank everybody who listened to an episode, used the hashtag, interacted with myself, Didi, Sam, Greg, the WrestleCast Twitter at any point in 2018. We definitely appreciate it. Um, we couldn't have done it without you. It's been so much fun this year. So I just want to thank everybody who 
has had any interaction or contact with the Russell cast. We definitely appreciate it. And we're looking forward to bigger and better things in 2019. Looking forward to get a chance to get back with Sam after the holidays. So he can give us his raw cast reviews and his insights as only he can give a big shout out to Jay to the max doing her thing out in the world, hoping that her Chicago bears can shock the world and be this year's Super Bowl champions. So, Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't do that. Well, a girl a girl has her dreams and that's her dream. So <laughs> shout out to her. Shout out to Angelina, aka FNA, for uh her time at the MSG show. Um he about the picture that they the picture that they had of um the uh-huh. faces at the top of the ramp. Oh man, it was a great picture. It was like all the like faces at the top of the ramp just looking down at the rain. It was a great shot. It was almost as good as that picture of all the black young talent in NXT. I don't know if y'all saw that. It was like there was at Disney World or something, Universal or something. And it's like Binky, the Street Profits. It's like um, Lacey Lane, um, Mia Yim, Keith Lee. Um, um, oh gosh. Um, Cedric Alexander's wife. Um, Gosh, Monbro Jenkins. Um, yeah, that was pretty dope. Oh man, see, got, yeah, Velveteen Dream. Kimberly <laughs> back there, Velveteen Dream. So yeah, it was pretty dope. It's a really, really dope picture. So yeah, shout out to all the black wrestlers coming up in 2018 and made the headway and going into 2019. It's just like I said, thanks to everybody who also dealt with the CSPN through our transition in 2018. So. Big shout out to Classic for all that he did for the network this year. So, thank you to everybody, everybody, everybody who's had anything to do with the CSP in this year. I greatly appreciate your support. Couldn't have done it without you. So, for my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet, for our special guest, Mo underscore Reese, I'm Don DeLorente, and this has been episode 217 of the WrestleCast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. Silent night, Strowman must fight, all's not come, all's not right, Brock will conquer your time, I hope. Cause Lesnar will not get those hands. A monster power slam in a pinch. Brock Lesnar's your Christmas. heard at the Royal Rumble, my client, Brock Lesnar, will be challenged for the Universal Championship by the monster amongst men, Braun Strowman. Now, 
Mr. Braun Strowman's personnel file here in WWE. And from what I understand, when Braun Strowman was just a little monster, only six or seven years old, six foot two, 340, 350 pounds, he said by his monster family's Christmas tree, praying that Santa Claus would bring him a replica title. And now, here he is, a full-grown monster, and he doesn't want a replica title. He wants the real deal at the expense of my client, Brock Lesnar. Well, allow me on Christmas Eve to shoot from the hip with Braun Strowman. There is no way that Santa is going to deliver to you the universal title at the expense of Brock Lesnar. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is not going to be able to find you a path to the universal title at the expense of Brock Lesnar. All Braun Strowman is going to get from Santa Claus is one big lump of coal. I'm just an advocate. I'm just Brock Lesnar's advocate. Now would you get eyes on this? If it isn't little old Paul Heyman, the red-nosed advocate. Now I got a message for you to take back to your client. At the Royal Rumble, I will be healed up. And Brock Lesnar is gonna get the 